Listener-supported Catholic 540 Divine Mercy Radio presents Divine Mercy Kids. Introducing you to the best of Catholic children's literature, stories of the saints, and steps to bring you closer to Jesus and your community. On Catholic 540 AM Divine Mercy Radio, welcome your host of Divine Mercy Kids, Nicole Swanick. Hello and welcome to Divine Mercy Kids, a weekly program where we grow in faith and love through the inspirational stories of our Catholic Church and its saints. I'm your host, Nicole Swanick, and I'm happy to be here to read and to learn with you today. Now, last week we talked about Eucharistic miracles and how God gives us these inexplicable and extraordinary miracles in order to convert our hearts and strengthen our faith. Do you remember reading about St. Anthony and his mule that bowed to the Eucharist? What a miracle! Now, we talked about how there are different types of miracles, but that all of these miracles, all these different types, they share the same purpose. They're all meant to strengthen our faith. They're meant to help us believe that the Eucharist is truly the body and the blood and the soul and divinity of Jesus Christ. Now, one amazing way that God helps affirm our faith is by allowing that typical form of bread and wine that the Eucharist takes to be changed into actual flesh and blood of Christ. Now, there have been many cases and accounts where the Eucharist has turned into blood and flesh over the past 2,000 years. But until pretty recently, science wasn't advanced enough to investigate these cases. Well, modern science has changed all of that. We are going to read about the Eucharistic miracle of Lanciano. Now, I want you to listen to the story of the miracle of Lanciano. It's case number nine from Holy Mysteries, 12 Investigations into Extraordinary Cases. Let's read. When you hear this sound, this will be your cue to turn the page. Case number nine. Was the host of Lanciano transformed into flesh? A mass, at the moment of consecration, the bread and wine truly become the body and blood, the soul and divinity of Christ. That's one of the fundamental beliefs of Catholic and Orthodox Christians. One day, in the 8th century, a priest began to have doubts, and then a transformation took place right before his eyes. Basilian monks had been taking refuge for several years in the little town of Lanciano, to the east of Rome, in the Abruzzo region of Italy. In their monastery of St. Longinus, they celebrated Mass for the local population— Now one morning, when one of the monks was celebrating Mass, he was suddenly seized by doubt. As he looked at the bread and wine, he wondered if it were really possible for two basic foodstuffs to become the body and blood of Jesus. After all, there was no real proof since the bread and wine don't change in appearance after the consecration. It's a question of faith, but that was the problem— This monk was experiencing a crisis of faith. Now, at the moment of the consecration, while the monk was repeating the words Jesus spoke at the Last Supper, he received the proof that he had been praying for. The bread was transformed into a piece of real flesh, and the wine became blood, 
which when exposed to the air, rapidly coagulated into five little irregular balls or clots. The monk was speechless before this wonder. He contemplated the miracle, and with both terror and amazement, he turned to the congregation, his face bathed in tears. He then showed them what had just happened and said, O you happy faithful to whom blessed God, to confound my disbelief, has willed to reveal himself in this most holy sacrament and to make himself visible before our eyes. One can just imagine that this monk never doubted again as he celebrated Mass, and centuries later the faithful still come in great numbers to venerate the precious relics preserved in a crystal chalice and monstrance. Some believers see them as proof of the miracle that takes place in the Eucharist. Jesus truly offers his body and blood in the consecrated bread and wine. On November 18, 1970, with the authorization of Rome, the brothers in charge of the parish where the relics are preserved decided to have them analyzed. They hoped that science could help them identify what the relics are. So Professor Eduardo Linoli headed the scientific inquiry. He was a professor of anatomy, histology, which is the study of human tissue, chemistry, and chemical microscopy, a man of some stature. And to guarantee his honesty, he was assisted by Dr. Ruggiero Bertelli of the University of Siena. The two men worked on their study for almost four months. The results of Linoli and Bertelli's research went round the world.